Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Hundreds show up to pay their respects to Tyree Nichols, uh, who was laid to rest today in Memphis. Vice President Kamala Harris spoke and demanded Congress pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. You also hear from Ben Crump, as well as Tyree's parents, as they say their final farewells to their youngest child. The disbanded Scorpion unit is stirring debate over whether specialized police units cause more harm to black and brown communities. Retired LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey says that the team was set up to fail from the beginning. She'll join us. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' blatant dismantling of diversity uh, is growing. It has reached a new level as the Florida College Board uh, strips down the AP curriculum for African-American studies. The senior vice president of the College Career and Digital Access College Board will be here to tell us exactly what this means for education in Florida. People are outraged about the new HBCU Miss Coppin State because she's not black. She will join us here on Roland Martin Unfiltered in her first appearance and talk about her experience and what HBCU representation can look like. In our Tech Talk segment, we will be speaking with the CEO of Metric Mate, a pattern, a, a, um, a pattern training accountability, a patented training accountability partner about how to make your workouts easier with this new technology. Folks, it's time to bring the funk on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Side Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. Rolling. Best 
Boulevard Christian Church in Memphis for the funeral of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols. Vice President Kamala Harris was there along with many others, including family members who have also lost their children, mostly black men, to police violence. Reverend Al Sharpton preached a eulogy. Uh, attorney Ben Crump, he also spoke uh, during the service as well. Uh, here is Vice President Kamala Harris sharing her remarks um, at the funeral. Keisha Lance Bottom, Mitch Landrew. Um, we are here on behalf of the people of our country and our President Joe Biden. Um, and we are here to celebrate the life of Tyree Nichols. Mrs. Wells, Mr. Wells, you have been extraordinary in terms of your strength your courage and your grace. And we mourn with you and the people of our country mourn with you. And I just have, just, just I'm gonna be very brief. Mothers around the world, when their babies are born, pray to God when they hold that child, that that body and that life will be safe for the rest of his life. Yet we have a mother and a father who mourn the life of a young man who should be here today. They have a grandson who now does not have a father. His brothers and sister will lose the love of growing old with their baby brother. And when we look at this situation, this is a family that lost their son and their brother through an act of violence at the hands and the feet of people who had been charged with keeping them safe. And when I think about the courage and the strength of this family, I think it demands that we speak truth. And with this, I will say, this violent act was not in pursuit of public safety. It was not in the interest of keeping the public safe because one must ask, was not it in the interest of keeping the public safe that Tyree Nichols would be with us here today? Was he not also entitled to the right to be safe? So when we talk about public safety, let us understand what it means in its truest form. Tyree Nichols should have been safe. So I'll just close by saying this. I was, as a senator, as a United States senator, a co-author of the original George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. 
And as Vice President of the United States, we demand that Congress pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Joe Biden will sign it. And we should not delay and we will not be denied. It is non-negotiable. And with that, I'll just, Pastor, if you don't mind, I, it, one of my favorite verses in Scripture is Luke chapter 1, verse 79, which tells us God will help us to shine a light upon those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. Let our memory of Tyree shine a light on the path toward peace and justice. Thank you. The funeral of Nichols wasn't just about, uh, obviously, uh, his passing. It also was about activism. As I said, a number of family members uh, who have uh, lost loved ones were, were attending the funeral as well to show their support uh, to his parents. When we come back from this break, we'll hear from attorney Ben Crump. We'll hear from Tyree's parents as they spoke about the death of their son at the hands of five Memphis police officers who have been fired. Uh, in addition to three fire department personnel, they've been fired as well. So we'll have that for you when we come back from this break. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Be sure to download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can also support uh, our show uh, by joining our Brina Funk fan club, uh, P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196, cash. Chef, Dallas Sand, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. And be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Available at bookstores nationwide, as well as you can download the copy on Audible. We'll be right back. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. It's an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. next a balanced life with me dr jackie a relationship that we have to have we're often afraid of it and don't like to talk about it that's right we're talking about our relationship with money 
And here's the thing, our relationship with money oftentimes determines whether we have it or not. The truth is you cannot change what you will not acknowledge. Balancing your relationship with your pocketbook. That's next on A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, here at Black Star Network. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. This is Judge Math. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mac Wiles, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. It was quite an emotional uh, day today in Memphis uh, as folks gathered for the funeral of Tyree Nichols. Uh, none more so than his parents who both addressed uh, those attending and those watching across the country as it was broadcast on cable networks nationwide. I'd like to start by saying thank you for everybody's support. Uh, this has been a journey that's not gonna end here. It's just the beginning. Um, we're looking forward to passing some bills. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to getting justice for all the families over there. Yes, Not just ours. This is a continuous fight that we have to fight for. That's right. We have to fight for justice. Yeah. We cannot continue to let these people brutalize our kids. Uh, to have my siblings up here, my wife, and it's very hard for my wife, you know, this is her baby son, and it's nothing like your baby boy. Um, when we got the news, it was very, very difficult. It was surrounded by lies, mm -hmm. deceit. Yeah. Mm -hmm trying to cover it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as they say, what's done in the dark will always come to the light. And the light of day is justice for Tyree. Justice for Tyree. Justice for all the families that lost loved ones. Yeah through brutality of police or anybody. And I can't say enough about how this community, how this nation, and how this world has came together to support my family, to support my wife, and to support me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. First of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out to pay tribute to my son. Tyree was a beautiful person. And for this to happen to him, it's just unimaginable. I, I pray.
promise you the only thing that's keeping me going is the fact that I really truly believe my son was sitting here on an assignment yes, from God. Yes, and I guess now his assignment is done and he's been taken home. Um, I want to thank Yes. 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 I want to thank all the community activists yes. for being there for my family. I want to thank yes. the chief of police for acting swiftly. Yes. The district attorney, the state of Tennessee, I want to thank my lawyers. Yeah. Mr. Ben Crump. Yes, sir. And yeah. especially Kareem Ali. Where you at? He has been our rock. That's right. That's right. He has been our rock. Yeah, I, I just need whatever that George Floyd bill we needed passed. Yeah. yeah. there should be no other child that should suffer the way my son and all the other parents here have lost their children. We need to get that bill passed. Amen. Because if we don't, that blood, the next child that dies, that blood is going to be on their hands. Yeah. 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 Attorney Ben Crump, he also addressed uh, those gathered. Call to action, it really is a plea for justice. It is a plea for Tyree Nichols, the son. It is a plea for justice for Tyree Nichols, the brother. It is a plea for justice for Tyree Nichols, the father. But most of all, it is a plea for justice for Tyree Nichols, the human being. The human being. And when we watch we don't see the Memphis Police Department Scorpion Unit extend one ounce of humanity during that one hour and seven minute video. Ask your neighbor, why couldn't they see the humanity in Tyree? Turn to your neighbor and ask them that. Why couldn't they see the humanity in Tyree for his mama. Turn to your neighbor again and ask them, why couldn't they see the humanity in Tyree? 
And then finally for his son, turn to your neighbor and ask, why couldn't they see the humanity in Tyree? Because we have to make sure they see us as human beings. And once we acknowledge that we're human beings worthy of respect and justice, then we have the God-given right to say, I am a human being and I deserve justice. Not just any justice, but equal justice. And that's what we're going to get for Tyree Nichols, equal justice. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And Miss Mar, Miss Ravon, Rodney, Jamal, Michael, Kiana, to all his family, Grandma, his son. I know we can't bring Tyree back, but in this call to action, we established his legacy, and. Let's never let them forget Memphis because his legacy 
will be one of equal justice. It will be the blueprint going forward because we have to remember that in less than 20 days, when it was five black police officers captured on a video engaging in excessive use of force, when they were committing crimes on video, that they were terminated, they were arrested, and they were charged. And, and the police chief, Davis, and I have respect for her saying this, the police chief said that it was important that the community see us take swift action. They said it was important that we move swiftly towards justice. Well, when Laquan McDonald was killed in Chicago and by white police officers, it's important that the community see swift justice too. When Alter Sterling was killed in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Mitch, it's important that the community see swift justice too. When Stephon Clark was killed in Sacramento, California, it's important that the community see swift justice too. When Eric Gardner was killed in Staten Island, New York, it's important that the community see swift justice too. When Pamela Turner was killed in Houston, Texas, it's important that the community see swift justice too. When E.J. Bradford was killed on Thanksgiving night in Birmingham, Alabama, it's important that the community see swift justice too. When Terrence Crouchett was a black man, Reverend Al, having car trouble in the broad daylight in Tulsa, Oklahoma, walking away with his hands up, and they shot him in the back on video. It was important that the community see swift justice too on that. When Botham Jones eating ice cream in his own apartment, police woman come in, shoot and kill him, say, I thought it was my apartment, and said self-defense in her position. It was a need to have swift justice too. And so no more, no more can they ever tell us when we have evidence on video of them brutalizing us, that it's gonna take six years, that it's gonna take a month, that it's gonna take uh, three years like Laquan McDonald. No, 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 20 days. We gonna start counting. We can count to 20. And every time you kill one of us on video, we gonna say the legacy of Tyree Nichols is that we have equal justice swiftly. Swiftly, swiftly. And so, Reverend Al, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge a sister who also deserves swift justice, and that is Breonna Taylor, who mother Tamika Palmer is here. And many of you may have heard about this coincidence that Breonna Taylor and Tyree Nichols were born on the same day and the same year, 
June 5, 1993. So I want to acknowledge Tamika Palmer. And I know you said it brought back so many memories and pain when you found out it was the same birthday. So if you would stand, Tamika Palmer, let us at least acknowledge Breonna Taylor's mother. When we come back from break, we'll talk to retired LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey, plus our panel as well, uh, about uh, what is next. Also, do we believe that Republicans are going to do what's necessary to actually pass the George Floyd Justice Act? Now they control the House. Will it be blocked in the Senate by Republicans there? All of that next, right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Be sure to download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Same thing on Facebook, hit the share button. We'll be right back. Next on Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, listen to this. Women of color are starting 90% of the businesses in this country. That's the good news. The bad news, as a rule, we're not making nearly as much as everyone else. But joining us on the next Get Wealthy episode is Betty Hines. She's a business strategist, and she's showing women how to elevate other women. I don't like to say this openly, but we're getting better at it. Women struggle with collaborating with each other. And for that reason, one of the things that I demonstrate in the uh, sessions that I have is that you can go further together if you collaborate. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Black Star Network is here. Oh, no punch! It's a real um, revolutionary right now. Uh, thank you for being the voice of Black America. All the momentum we have now. We have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape. With me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network every week. We'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hello, everyone. It's Kiara Sheard. Hey, I'm Taj. I'm Coco. And I'm Lily. And we're SWV. What's up, y'all? It's Ryan Destiny, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered. The Scorpion Unit, that is the unit that these officers were a part of. It has already been disbanded. Now, of course, the deliberate misconduct by uh, this unit in the uh, beating and the beating and the cover-up of Tyree Nichols' death uh, has renewed questions regarding is, do they actually matter? That's what many people are saying. Now, the officers involved in the vicious beating were in a specialized unit. It was called the Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods, or for short, Scorpion Unit. It was created in 2021 to target violent offenders and decrease crime in high-risk communities. Now, the new police unit deployed 40 officers in Memphis using punitive policing for major and minor offenses. The task force lacked proper supervision 
and was allowed to use questionable tactics to make 566 arrests. The debate of whether these specialized units work uh, to cut crime is contentious with cities like New York and Baltimore disbanding specialized units for misconduct. Joining us right now is uh, Cheryl Dorsey, retired LAPD sergeant. Uh, she joins us right now. In addition, uh, we have Rebecca, Re Rebecca Carruthers, who also, uh, again, uh, joining our panel, A. Scott Bolden, his attorney. Uh, I'm glad to have uh, the two of you, Robert Patillo, will join us shortly. Cheryl, I want to start with you because um, the, May excuse me, the police chief of Memphis had a similar unit in Atlanta where she was fired, and she brings it to um, Memphis. Now, she's done interviews where she says that this department uh, lacks enough sergeants uh, in terms of people to supervise. It raises the question, why then would you have a unit if you don't have proper supervision over those officers? And what is the purpose of the unit? If you're trying to target high crime areas, why are you focusing on minor offenses and not major offenses? So understand this, uh, Chief C.J. Davis is a 20-plus year uh, veteran law enforcement officer, and she spent um, time on three different police agencies as an administrator, so she knows better, right? Uh, she gets no brownie points from me for firing the five black officers and not using that same energy, efficiency, and expediency to get rid of this one white officer that just was relieved of duty, not fired, who tasered uh, Mr. Nichols, uh, Preston Hemphill. And so she's in damage control right now. She's trying to cover her butt because she understands that she serves at the pleasure of a mayor. She also understands that she's got a pack of liars on her hands, officers who have proven and demonstrated, and we know now uh, that they engaged in giving false and misleading statement. That's the term we use in law enforcement. And when a police officer provides false and misleading statement, lies on an arrest report, uh, that's a terminable offense. And that makes them ineffective as police officers. And so all of those 500-plus cases that they were bragging about, that those officers arrested people on, and maybe others on that Memphis Police Department, now the DA is mandated to look and review all of those arrest reports, because everyone is tainted now. Every one of those arrest reports that has a name of a Scorpion unit member, a liar from the Memphis Police Department, gets dismissed. And so Chief Davis understands all of that. And she fired those first five officers to just make everybody comfortable and happy and think that she was doing something when she's really only taking a baby step. And as far as I'm concerned, she's just as culpable, she's just as guilty, and the mayor should be asking for her resignation as well. Uh, the... What has to be dealt with is when you have these out-of-control units and, in essence, by giving them this level of authority, you're feeding the beast. I mean, what you're saying is, oh, you, you guys can go uh, as hard overboard as you want to, and we already know you have cops who are already amped up. Uh, and so, and we also know that in many of these cases, you have African-Americans who are the targets of minor offenses, and many times where black folks have been killed, it's the result of a minor traffic stop escalating to death. 
And so we know that these young officers had between two and five years on the department. They had no business being out there in a specialized unit to begin with. It's reported that they received, I think, a, a day or two of training, one day on the gun range, and then a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. She set these officers up to fail. She put inexperienced, ill-trained, unsupervised by her own admission, basically rookies out there and gave them free reign. And we know that people have been coming in and complaining about these officers. And I know that great deference is given to an officer's version. Those officers know this too. And that's why we heard them create an audio record that was very contrary to what was going on there on the scene with Mr. Nichols. We know that these officers went to Mr. Nichols' mother's home and lied and told her that they had arrested her son for DUI and we had to pepper spray him because he had superhuman strength and we're going to book him in the hospital. Uh, we're going to book him in jail as soon as he's uh, treated at the hospital, all of which was a lie. And so, Chief Davis, she's got a problem on her hand and you can't unexplain this. You can't make this go away with. Um, uh, firing a couple of officers, giving them some charges that we don't know if they're going to get convicted of. And so all of this was predictable. She knows this from the Red Dog Unit in Atlanta that was disbanded. She knows that if you don't have the supervisors, common sense would tell you three times an administrator on other agencies, why put these officers out there? Because as a supervisor, it's my responsibility to roll up on these calls when I hear my officers go code six. I don't need to let them know I'm coming. I just need to be there. And if I see them using force and it's not reasonable and proportionate or necessary, it's my responsibility to make sure that that, that that use of force is managed, to stop that use of force. And so if she doesn't have a supervisor out there, then she's culpable, she's just as guilty, and like I said, she needs to go. Scott Bolden, um, I mean, look, um... We've seen so many other cases where these units, the role that they played uh, has been um, uh, a, a very negative one, if you will, uh, and it's led to problems such as this. And we still don't fully understand why he was targeted, why he was um, stopped. And we know, based upon the New York Times report, they just flat out lied in the police report. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, we had that in New York. I'm a former prosecutor from... Manhattan DA's office, as you know. Um, we had those units in New York, and those units are worse than, can be worse than the uh, worst street cops because they do have an air, not only of arrogance, but of uh, superiority. That is, you know, it takes bad folks or with people with bad attitudes to deal with the worst of our criminals, and 20% of the bad apples commit 80% of the crimes. I mean, that's how they would defend themselves or those who are on the side of the police. But the reality is, is that they, they because you have that almost impunity, then you carry yourself that way. When I was in the complaint room, they would come in and they would call a black and brown defendants, mopes, dogs, perps, right? So how do you think they treat black and brown people on the street? Well, they don't treat them with you as humanity, if you will. They treat them as perps, dogs, animals, whatever the case might be. And to me, that mentality is very, very, very problematic and always has been. It's kind of us versus them. You look at the video, I don't know if your people will pull it up, it's not clear what the police were trying to do other than beat the hell out of him. But I heard some of the video, and it was this theory, in my opinion, 
that the police believe that they can use deadly force to bring about compliance with a police order. That is, uh, give me your hands, put your hands behind your back, sit down, stand up. And if you're beating the hell out of them and they don't do it, they just beat them harder or they give them a taser or they beat their asses with nightsticks arguing that he disobeyed a, a, a police order or that he was out of compliance, he resisted arrest, he assaulted a police officer. All of these reasons when, if you're beating that defendant's or the arrestee the way they beat him, it's hard for him to comply with anything. They had him sitting up, they had him down. If they were going to make an arrest, there was only two things to do. Put him in the handcuffs, put him in the back of the squad car, and transport him. It's not that hard. It's five of them. It's shown by this video. Cheryl, to the point Scott made there, uh, an analysis showed they gave him something like 71 different commands. Yeah, yeah. 71 commands in 13 minutes, and we never saw them really trying to get him in handcuffs. They were creating what I said was an audio record. They were manufacturing probable cause for that use of force that ultimately happened. And so it was impossible once they pulled him out of the car and threw him on the ground and began beating him for him to even comply. There was no place for him to really even lay on the ground because he was completely right. surrounded by officers on one side and his car on another. And then they just commenced to punishing him. Uh, Rebecca, um, we always talk about accountability. That was so much of what you heard uh, at the funeral today, uh, that they want to see action, legislative action, but, uh, they, but then you have these Republicans. I saw Jim Jordan uh, meet the press this weekend go, well, you know, I don't think that a law can fix this. Okay, well, what the hell can? So two years ago, I think as a community, we would have accepted the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, but it's now two years later. The George Floyd um, Justice and Policing Act is the floor. It is not the ceiling. And we're going to have to negotiate harder. Um, the reason why I say that is that before the conversation was about um, police reform, but now as we see more things, as we see that there's been at least 2,000 more people killed since the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act was first introduced, because over 1,000 people are killed at the hands of law enforcement in this country every single year, we need more. We really need to think about what does it look like to actually have public safety in this country. Um, some of the opponents of the George Floyd, or I should say some of the critique, not the opponents like Jim Jordan, of the George Floyd Justice and Police Act has reminded us that on its surface, it does look like it is simply a police funding bill, and it doesn't go far enough. It doesn't address, like I've talked about on this show before, it doesn't really address qualified immunity. Um, it doesn't address some of the other issues, um, such as having more mental um, health professionals who are able to help in certain um, in, in certain issues, rather than having people with guns showing up when it's actually a mental health um, situation that's going on. Um, is George Floyd? I, so I would say the George Floyd Justice and Police Act isn't isn't enough at this point. Over 2,000 more people have died since then. They're going to have to come stronger than what they did two years ago. Cheryl, final comments. The George Floyd Justice and Reform Act is a joke. The vice president understands that. Uh, ben Crump understands that. The changes that would be made would be made on a federal level. It has nothing to do with local 
police departments, and you see the kind of autonomy that Chief Davis has over there. So if you don't hold uh, the chief responsible because the fish rots from the head, if you don't hold her responsible and these other chiefs across these 18,000 police departments, we're going to continue to have this. And so it's great that she disbanded the unit, but know this, those officers are still out there. They're working patrol today, they're in a uniform, and they're pulling folks over. There needs to be an audit of these specialized units. You need to make sure that they have supervisors out there knowing what these elephant hunters are doing when they're out there. And when you find someone who's been complained about when they're racking up use of force complaints, then they need to be pulled out of that unit and tied to a desk until you can determine whether or not they're worthy to stay on your department and um, certainly should not be working the field. Uh, indeed. Cheryl Dorsey, we really appreciate you joining us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, folks, we'll be right back on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Most people think that these television shows that, that tell stories about who we are as black men, and then they paint these monolithic portraits of us, they think that they're being painted by white people. And I gotta tell you, there are a whole bunch of black folk right. that, are, that are the creators, right. the head writers, right. the directors of all of these shows and that are still painting us as monoliths. The people don't really wanna have this conversation. No, they don't. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. An hour of living history with Dr. Richard Mariba Kelsey, thinker, builder, author, and one of the most important and impactful elders in the African-American community. He reflects on his full and rich life and shares his incomparable wisdom about our past, present, and future. African genius is, is, is saying that my uncle was a genius, my brother was a genius, my neighbor was a genius. I think we ought to drill that in ourselves and move ahead rather than believing that I got it. That's next on The Black Table, here on the Black Star Network. Hey, I'm Arnaz J. Black TV does matter, dang it. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. Stay woke. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Folks, uh, out of Chicago, check this video out where a Chicago police officer was caught on video uh, beating uh, a man while holding him down in a jail cell. Uh, Damien Stewart says uh, police pulled him over for no front or back license plate and expired tags. Police found an illegal gun in the car and arrested him. The officers who initially pulled him over, uh, Gerald Williams and Delgado Fernandez, woke Stewart up to search him for a third time while in a holding cell. Now, Williams began striking Stewart with a closed fist several times. Fernandez appears to hold Stewart down while Williams delivers more blows to the head. Stewart's lawyer is calling for Williams to be fired. Williams was given a 15-day suspension while Fernandez received a 10-day suspension. Chicago Police Department said both officers have served their time on a back on the street. Stewart filed a civil suit against the police department and received a $45,000 settlement. Okay, so Scott, let's deal with this here. Why in the hell are you beating the guy? <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, 3 in the it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You, you're just, all yep. of a sudden, you walk in, and, and again, folks, go back to the beginning of the video. Because, again, I, I want to go back to the beginning of the video. Uh, take it back so I can walk people through this, because it literally makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, is this the beginning of the video? Okay, all right, now press play. Press play, press play. So, do you see anywhere in there where this guy is, like, going crazy? No. All of a sudden, uh, it's like they're sitting here beating a guy, and here's what's crazy, Scott. They keep their jobs. Okay. 15-day suspension. 15-day suspension. That's it? That's it. That's it. But what's most telling about that video is the fact that you have two other police officers on the outside that open the doors for him to go in with his partner, right? And it's just open season on black arrestees. 
just open season. Look at the other two who are doing just nothing. Watching. And this is doing nothing. And this is why this, this is, is this is why this at is the, behavior. This is why at the funeral today, at the funeral today, uh, uh, Attorney Crump announced that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee uh, was going to include uh, in the bill a provision that deals with cops who stand by and watch things unfold. And that's also part of the problem. You don't have other officers stepping in and saying, hey, what the hell are you doing? They're just like, all right, we're just going to stand back and watch them beat the hell out of somebody. Because it's acceptable and it's their culture. It's this blue culture that it's okay to abuse people and beat them up with a gun and a badge and an American flag on your arm. This blue culture. And whether you call it Tyree or George Floyd, here's the scary part, Roland. Watch this. That threat to black men and women and brown, brown men and women is still out there. Right now, somebody in a badge and a gun and a police uniform is abusing a black or brown people, person in this country. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. As we speak, right. as we talk about this, some young black kid or brown kid is getting beat up by the police right now. And Rebecca, and, and Rebecca, that that speaks to again what you have here. This problem, and the reality is, these cops have significant authority. They've got a badge and a gun, and they use it. They abuse it. And unlike in Memphis, 15-day suspension, you back on the job. Mm. Roland, I just pulled up the minimum qualifications to be a police officer in Chicago. So I'm going to just share that with your viewers. So it says you have to be at least 20 years old. You have to have served at least two years in the military or have at least, it looks like, maybe two years of college or community college. Or you could have had two years full-time employment as a peace officer. No offense to peace officers, but I do think that those might be security guards. I would say that is not enough to be able to have a gun and a badge where you can have, you could state sanction, kill someone or take their property or take away their, their rights to actually be, um, to, to be out into society, um, the, taking someone's rights and actually to be, be able to arrest them. That isn't enough. We ought to require more. And when I look at the state of Alabama, I believe that you can have um, a GED, and that is enough to then go mm -hmm. and become yep. a police officer. I think it's only maybe six or seven weeks, if that, in police academy, and we're really going to give someone a gun and a badge without proper training. You know what? It, 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 it's a shame on our society that we think that that is the best way for public safety to look in this country. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that the George Floyd Act isn't enough, and we need to have actual national standards, and this just can't be on the federal level. We have to figure out how to tie this to some type of federal funding for this to be implemented on a state level. But what we're doing right now isn't working. Uh, it's not just police departments. The Department of Justice, they are now uh, investigating why uh, restri restrictive housing has skyrocketed in prisons over the last several years. When President uh, Joe Biden took office, uh, he pledged to end solitary confinement with limited exceptions. However, from December 2015 to January of this year, restrictive housing or solitary confinement increased by 29%
for inmates held in the Federal Bureau of Prisons Special Housing Units. Now, the DOJ also reported that the number of inmates placed in other forms of restrictive housing, including high security, extremely violent, or escape prone, has dropped over that period. The DOJ said it is working to, to fully implement a 2016 report issued under the Obama administration with recommendations to ensure solitary confinement is used rarely, applied fairly, and subjected to reasonable constraints. Okay, so obviously here's the issue here, uh, Rebecca. Report issued in 2016, Donald Trump uh, comes into the Oval Office. They don't give a damn about any of this. And so now you're having to now really, really start on what the 2016 report is. Uh, but this is a perfect example where they have to be demanding to the Bureau of Prisons, what the hell are you doing? Why are, why are you doing this? Why is there more solitary confinement when we know how detrimental that is to inmates? Just like you mentioned, that report is seven years old. I bet you that there has now, there should have been updates to that report. So even if they're implementing a report that's now seven years old, it, it, it's out of date. And I also want to mention that not only does this impact on um, the federal Bureau of Prisons, but also D.C. residents um, who commit crimes that require um, them going um, to prison, because D.C. doesn't have a state prison, and so they actually send their inmates across um, the country to, to um, carry out their sentences um, in federal penitentiaries. Scott? Yeah, you know, the prison environment is difficult to navigate, not just with other prisoners and gangs, whether it's federal or state but prison guards also. A uh, lot of corruption in, in a lot of different prisons. We've talked about this on the show. Uh, the reality is, is that uh, these conditions and the use of solitary confinement is often used to punish prisoners for either minor offenses or just because a prison guard doesn't like them or they get into an altercation and they're left there, not to die, but left there for enormous amounts of time that we know is mentally and physically uh, draining to them. Um, uh, I've had clients who have gone into solitary confinement, windows have been broken, the toilets don't work, there's nowhere for them to clean themselves, and so they, they exist there in these sub-conditions uh, that absolutely make no sense. And here's the thing, prison guards don't care. The leaders of these prisons don't care. You know, prisons are to rehabilitate and to punish, right? But we get the punishment right most of the time. But every time we talk about prison reform on this show, you can see that they do punishment well, but the rehabilitation is lagging behind. And this, 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 this private, this uh, putting them away in solitary confinement is just another way for them to do punishment real well, but nothing else. And obviously, we're talking about on the federal level, it's even worse uh, on the state yeah. level, where 90% of the prisoners in America actually reside in state and county jails. All right, folks, got to go to break. We come back uh, in our second hour. We're going to talk about the College Board. Um, are they buckling to the demands of Governor Ron DeSantis when it comes to an African-American studies class? We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also uh, talk about the controversy regarding Miss Coppin State. Uh, she's a Guatemalan-American, and there's a lot of people who are unhappy that she is not black. 
because she's representing an HBCU. She will join us right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Folks, uh, don't forget a couple of things. On Friday, we're going to be in Daytona Beach uh, for a, a community town hall regard related to Bethune-Cookman University. Hope Fellowship Church is the location. Doors open at 5 o'clock. We'll be live from 6 to 8, so we'd love to see you there. Uh, again, community folks, faculty, staff, alumni, students, all welcome, open to the public. It's free, so look forward to having that conversation. Also, don't forget to vote for us for an N. NAACP Image Award. Uh, we have been nominated in the Outstanding News category. Uh, and so go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. Scroll down to that category. Look for hashtag Roland Martin Unfiltered. Black Votes Matter Election Night 2022. Cast your ballot for us. You can only vote one per one time per email. So if you got three emails, you can vote three times. So uh, cast your ballot for us. We certainly would appreciate that. Uh, and again, you can vote in all the categories. You don't have to be an NAACP member. It's open to the public. And so we want all of you to do that. Support us to win our first Image Awards for this show. I've got four, all from when I was at TV One. Uh, but uh, we definitely want, want, want to do that. Uh, voting ends at 9 p.m. Eastern on February 10th. And so please, uh, we want you uh, to do that. And of course, uh, support us in what we're doing. One of you watching on YouTube, hit the like button. We want to exceed, of course, uh, 1,000, 2,000 likes. Hit the share button on Facebook. Download the Black Star Network app. Uh, we have a million, we finally crossed the million threshold uh, on uh, YouTube. We want to do the same thing for the Black Star Network. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One. You can join our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dollars make it possible to travel to places like Daytona for the Bethuma Cooking Town Hall. Uh, you can see your check and money order, the P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollinsmartin.com. Rolling at rollinmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please, support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind $100,000, so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is $RM Unfiltered. PayPal is Unfiltered. Venmo is Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollinsmartin.com. Most people think that these television shows that, that tell stories about who we are as black men, and then they paint these monolithic portraits of us, they think that they're being painted by white people. And I gotta tell you, there are a whole bunch of black folk right. that, are, that are the creators, right. the head writers, right. the directors of all of these shows, and that are still painting us as monoliths. The people don't really wanna have this conversation. No, they don't.
I'm Chrisette Michelle. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Folks, uh, black and missing. Of course, we uh, do our part uh, to try to uh, assist those in our community who are missing. We don't get lots of attention from media. Brandon James has been missing from his Stafford, Texas home. Uh, that is a uh, area outside of Houston since November 22nd. The 16-year-old is five feet six inches tall, weighs 130 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information about Brandon James should call the Stafford, Texas Police Department uh, at 281-261-3950. That's uh, 281-261-3950. Uh, 
Um, folks, uh, we have been, I've been telling you about, of course, for a very long time, my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, uh, has been focused on, uh, again, this white fear in this country. When you look at the attacks on diversity, equity, inclusion, affirmative action, multiculturalism, you name it, uh, the Supreme Court lawsuits dealing with affirmative action at Harvard and Yale, we can go on and on and on. We're seeing this happen. Well, uh, one of the folks uh, who is leading this is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, of course, uh, led the Stop Woke Act. He's been applying that to everything, uh, alleging that uh, race is being infused and everything. You might remember he was even said that critical race theory was in a math book. Um, they cut, quite couldn't give us an explanation of how CRT was in a math book. Uh, but now, of course, the latest was him uh, going after uh, this, Af this AP uh, African American Studies class. And so uh, he has been, uh, he's now been demanding uh, that changes be made. Well, uh, again, he's faced harsh criticism in the wake of his announcement that Florida is blocking accurate teaching of American history about black people with this new AP course. He then tried to say, oh, no, it was all of this uh, gay, uh, uh, gay curriculum stuff that was in it, throwing it out. Now, the College Board, what they've done is removed uh, most of the original subject matter deemed controversial by the governor and conservatives. The new course will remove mention of black writers and scholars associated with critical race theory, the queer experience, black feminism, contemporary topics, and the Black Lives Matter movements. Uh, Sanders suggested that the original curriculum uh, draft was not historically accurate and violated state law. Uh, he announced yesterday that all tenured college professors would be subject, subject to employment review in public colleges to report spending uh, related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Joining us now is the Senior Vice President of College, Career, and Digital Access for the College Board, uh, Steve Bumbaugh. So, Steve, uh, gl glad to have you here. So, uh, explain to us, if, first of all, um, this curriculum. Um, was it finalized? Or was this a draft? My understanding, a draft was leaked to National Review, and that's how this whole thing took off. Yeah. So just, I first want to give you a nod and say on behalf of the community that I appreciate you using your platform to generate funding for HBCUs. Uh, appreciate That's it. what people in a position like yours should be doing. Appreciate it. Uh, to address your specific question, here is a, here's a copy of the, of the actual framework, a pilot by definition, is an experiment. Mm -hmm. So this course is being piloted in 60 high schools right now. Across 60 the high country. schools in how many states? Oh, gosh, I should be able to say that 30-something uh, states, okay. Okay. including some of the states that have been in the news. Okay. Um, so uh, a pilot, by definition, is an experiment. So every single week, our team engages with teachers and students right. who are taking the course to ask, what's working? What really resonates? Where, where do we see students really building their, their, their critical thinking skills? And we tweak the course in real time in an ongoing manner as, uh, throughout the, the pilot. Now, the, what I'm holding, which is the framework that is going to guide us mm -hmm. uh, next year and, and the year after as the, the course moves to more schools and is fully launched, this was largely finished by the end of 2022. So the narrative that is now unfortunately taking place, taking hold of the media, that we spent a week putting together a 236-page framework 
at the behest of politicians that have objections. That is simply not true. And I will say the quote that keeps coming into my head when I'm reading stories from people who should be natural allies of this course is the one from Malcolm X, where he said, be careful when you read the newspaper. They'll have you hating those who are oppressed and loving their oppressors. So past this prologue. So this 230 page, page plus report, um, how long was it put together and how many people were contributing sure. to this process? Yeah. In some ways, this is a course that's been under development for 10 years. We've been trying to generate support for this course for about a decade. We finally felt two years ago that we had enough support so that colleges would offer college credit for the course. That's the beauty of APs, is that it allows students in a high school mm -hmm. to, if they, if they show mastery of a course, to actually arrive on a college campus with credit in their pocket. I think there's something really elegant about a course that celebrates the African-American experience being one that can get students on a campus arriving with credit in their pocket. But in terms of how it was developed, it's really been a very intensive process for about two years. Mm -hmm. We hired a brilliant scholar who had a dual PhD, one of which was in AP African-American Studies, to be the chief architect of the course. She collected over 300 university-level scholars who have all provided input into the framework. So you could, you're welcome to flip through it if you want to. This is a real course. It's comprehensive right. and it's rigorous. It. And so, it has been developed by scholars. So DeSantis comes out, he criticizes it. Uh, and uh, I saw where uh, the head of the college board said, uh, we didn't make these changes because of any politicians. So what was actually changed and why? So when you're doing a pilot, you're often throwing a lot of things up against the wall. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to see what sticks. I think part of what we discovered when we were engaging regularly with teachers and with students was that some of what was in there worked really well and some didn't. And so there's always a revision process that happens okay. with every single course. What many media stories are focusing on is a teeny tiny, you can look through that and see there's thousands of artifacts. Mm -hmm. There are thousands of events and dates and persons. And it seems that uh, some of the stories in the media are highlighting a very tiny number of sources that they claim have been taken out. And frankly, uh, some, even some of that reporting is not entirely accurate. So what's not being taken out? So for instance, uh, the Associated Press story uh, suggested that Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw, Ta-Nehisi Coates, and others are being removed. Yes, true or false? Uh, false. So what we decided to do with this course that we don't do with very many other mm -hmm. AP courses in, is in addition to an end of year exam, we probably all remember those. And also Bell Hooks was one of the names we saw. Too. Bell Hooks. I took five courses with Bell Hooks when I was in college. There's no way <laughs> I would have uh, given my blessing to, to politicizing the woman who is the finest college professor I ever had in my life, who I mm -hmm. consider a mentor and a friend. But in any event, what has happened with some of the more contemporary uh, authors and historians and writers and such is that there is, we've added a three-week project to the course. Okay. And the project is the place where students, if they choose, can dig more deeply into some of the movements that have been mentioned by 
uh, politicians. They can spend their time really digging deeply into those rather than making those a survey. The other, one of the other points that was mentioned was that uh, some politicians have mentioned their discomfort with what they're calling queer theory. I'm not exactly sure what they mean by queer theory. Sometimes these terms get thrown out and yep. they're not defined. Well, just like they, they slap book on everything, but yeah, I got you. Or CRT or whatever it is, uh, there's, a, there's a boogeyman that remains undefined and kind of scary. What I want to make clear is that we highlight, uh, we continue to highlight black feminism. We continue to highlight folks uh, who are LGBTQ. For example, there is uh, readings that students will do on the, uh, the Kombahi River Collective. That was a group of black lesbian women who didn't feel that they had a place in a traditional civil rights movement that was mostly led by men. Mm -hmm. and, and they felt sometimes they experienced misogyny and homophobia from those men. They didn't feel as if they had a place in the white feminist movement where uh, there was less, they felt there was less of a focus on race. So they developed their own movement. Uh, at the, the Kombahi River Collective was, uh, was an ode to Harriet Tubman, who on the banks of the Kombahi River in South Carolina led a military campaign in 1863 that emancipated 750 people who had been enslaved. That is the, 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 the background for some of what students will learn in this course. For me, it is difficult to know that that's in the course and to countenance uh, an accusation that we have uh, dampened down black feminism and uh, LGBTQ folk. Uh, I've got a minute before I go to break. I'm going to put my panel in the next segment here. But it's, it's part of the problem here also uh, that uh, the College Board did not, as far as I'm concerned, respond fast enough and explain to people. Because bottom line is what you have is you've got uh, conservatives coming out there framing this in, in their own language as opposed to explaining exactly what it is. And so what then happens is uh, you all get all of this criticism and nearly all the people who are talking ain't seen it, haven't read it, have no understanding, and they're just repeating what somebody else said. Yeah. Well, I think at the College Board, a lot of us are nerds. We're former teachers. We read a lot. We, we hang out with scholars. And uh, we're up against, right now, a very sophisticated political machine. But the fact of the matter is... And a conservative communications apparatus. That is really good. And in fact, I feel that a lot of people who are natural allies of the course have actually stepped into a trap set by people who are not allies of the course. Right. They're actually, I, as you might imagine, my inbox is, is flooded with people saying, why did you do this? And my response is, why are you believing people right. who, aren't, uh, who have no desire for this course to succeed? Why don't you talk to me and let me show oh, you the well, framework? First, or first, read it first. Right, right, first. exactly. First of all, so before I go to the break, is there any way folks out there, they can actually see this online? Absolutely. It is, on the, it is on the College Board website. What's the website? Uh, collegeboard.org, and they can, do, they can search for AP African American Studies Framework. And if they want to learn a lot over the weekend, they can read all 236 pages of this. All right, hold tight one second. I'm going to go to a break. We'll be back on Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network.
on a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, a relationship that we have to have. We're often afraid of it and don't like to talk about it. That's right. We're talking about our relationship with money. And here's the thing. Our relationship with money oftentimes determines whether we have it or not. The truth is you cannot change what you will not acknowledge. Balancing your relationship with your pocketbook. That's next on A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, here at Black Star Network. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. An hour of living history with Dr. Richard Mariba Kelsey thinker, builder, author, and one of the most important and impactful elders in the African-American community. He reflects on his full and rich life and shares his incomparable wisdom about our past, present, and future. I'm a genius is saying that my uncle was a genius, my brother was a genius, my neighbor was a genius. I think we ought to drill that in ourselves and move ahead rather than believing that I got it. That's next on The Black Table, here on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Eric Nolan. I'm Shantae Moore. Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, we continue our conversation with the Senior Vice President of College and uh, Career and Digital Access for the College Board, uh, Steve uh, Bumba. We've got our panel uh, that's here. Uh, uh, Robert joins us. Uh, but, Rebecca, you get the first question uh, for Stephen. Go ahead. Stephen, I have a couple questions. Who are the black academics that you rely on or consult with in order to determine what should be inside of the African-American um, studies AP courses or offerings that the College Board has? Yeah, thank you for your question. There are actually too many for me to name. There are about, uh, I think the exact number is 308 scholars. In fact, Dr. Greg Carr, who's on our show, actually uh, was one of the folks. Greg Carr has been at my house uh, after we ran an AP Summer Institute at Howard University, I invited a bunch of the scholars to come back to my house and have dinner and celebrate, and Dr. Carr was one of them. But some names you might be familiar with, obviously, uh, Henry Louis Gates from Harvard, uh, uh, Evelyn Higginbotham from Harvard. The person we hired to architect the course is a young scholar, an African-American woman named Brandy Waters, who got a dual PhD in African-American studies and in Latin American studies from Yale. So we have scholars, the vast majority of whom are black, from HBCUs, from public flagship universities, from Ivy League institutions, from across the spectrum of colleges and universities. So uh, I, I can't name all 300 of them off the top of my head, but some of the names you'll be familiar with, and, and some you probably won't be. But they're people who have broad expertise. They're mm -hmm. people who have narrow expertise in diasporic sculpture. Uh, we, we put a dream team together to develop this course. Uh, Scott. I have a quick follow-up. I'm, I'm sorry, Rebecca, go ahead. So my follow-up is, outside of the African-American studies courses, specifically for Florida, that you changed, um, did you change any other subjects um, at the request of Governor DeSantis? We didn't change anything at the request of anyone who is not a teacher, a student, or a scholar who provided input to the course. Uh, just to be clear, this framework was largely complete long before this political firestorm started. Uh, and the course, the thing about AP courses is the frameworks are the same no matter where the classroom is, whether it's in a rural community in Florida, whether it's in a big city like Los Angeles, the framework, the sort of resources, the digital resources that students and teachers have access to are, are all the same. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, Scott, go ahead. Hey, Steve. Um, hey, Scott. Uh, my question is related to uh, uh, Governor DeSantis. He would argue that parts of the AP course uh, is educational. You know, you know African-American studies is required under Florida, Florida law. But he says the other parts that he protests and wanted changed was part of not education, but it was indoctrination. Is that a fair standard in reviewing uh, the African-American Studies AP well, course? Well, first, or is that just political terminology? Well, first, I, I, I want to add to what Scott just, uh, just question, uh, said. He never stated what they deemed was, had no educational value. Because again, as, as I am going through this, uh, I think back. In, in, Would anybody, you like to read some of that? Anybody yeah. black? Anybody black who is a, uh, I dare say, uh, Gen X? 
uh, or Baby Boomer uh, might recall uh, those four volumes, those black, those four uh, leather-bound uh, Ebony magazine, The History of Black America volume. Uh, and uh, it is like, I think, in our, I, think we, I think we can afford three of the four. And, and as I'm sitting here going through this, I'm literally thinking about going through those volumes. And so I'm trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about that has no value. Well, let me just say this. We provide a lot of AP courses. And the process for the developing the courses is always the same. This is the first time I've ever, had, I've ever heard anybody say that one of our courses lacks educational value. I don't know how anybody could look through this framework as you're looking through it right now, mm -hmm. Roland, and not learn a lot. No, they, they, but, they, no, but, it, but, but it's, it's the intent. And the bottom line is, Ron DeSantis is pushing the buttons of white fear. That's what he's doing. And so this is a part of that whole process. That's the whole part of the whole game. That's what he's doing. And so when you make a statement, let's be clear, and, and this is also, again, part of the issue. He comes out, nearly all reporters don't have it. Right. So he makes a statement, and so in the absence of this, and in the absence of, frankly, having black people who are out there who are asking the questions, he makes a phrase like, oh, my goodness, oh, my, what, what the hell is in this course? What are they teaching? Because DeSantis wants to, has his own agenda when it comes to anything dealing with the issue of race. That's really what's driving this. Yeah. I don't think any black person in this country or in the diaspora is going to be surprised that a course on AP African-American studies has been politicized. In yeah. fact, well, except Candace Owens or Jason Whitlock. But go well, ahead. I don't know them personally. I, I, I know those idiots, but go right ahead. But what I will say is, I actually think, in an interesting way, what's playing out right now is going to be an appendix to the course in 10 or 20 years. No, it's well, such a typical part of the African American oh, narrative. Oh, this, look, understand, I've got live TV producers who do, who, who are, who do not want to put me on their shows. I've had black hosts call me because they don't like the title of my book. This book is the reaction to this. And what we're dealing with is we are Ron DeSantis is, is all about white fear. It is about it is about driving and getting white conservatives upset because they are fearful of 2043. They do not want their children learning this. In fact, I'm gonna play in a second. I meant to play this coming back from the break. Uh, they had some uh, congressional hearing today, uh, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, who is not the brightest bulb in a dark room, um, uh, they, they, she was asking somebody uh, a question, and, and again, they're just saying crazy stuff. It was a Florida congressman, in fact, who also said earlier today that, oh, China's our greatest threat, but the Pentagon, Robert, I saw your tweet, China's our greatest threat, but the Pentagon, they're, they're, they're focused on being woke. Again, th that's literally what they're doing and how they are attacking everything. They are, they are, they, anything dealing with the issue of race, ethnicity, diversity, equity, inclusion, they are attacking across the board, uh, uh, all over this country, and this is just it, this is how it's operating. Uh, do you guys, so again, but Robert, before, before, I, before I go to you, uh, I'm gonna play this here, and again, I just want people to understand that this is the person 
who's the right hand of Speaker of the House, Republican Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. Well, look, watch this, y'all. Dodaro, can you tell me uh, how, much, how much COVID cash went to CRT? CRT. Critical race theory in education. It's, it's a racist uh, uh, curriculum used to teach children uh, that somehow their white skin is not equal to black skin and other things in education. Yeah. Uh, no, I do not know that. But I, I do know that there's f provisions that the uh, federal funds generally are not used, they're supposed to be used for curriculum. Oh, uh, it's a state. Oh, Mr. Dodaro, I have to tell you, in Illinois, that they, they receive $5.1 billion um, at, at an elementary school there that, that used it for equity and diversity. Um, so it's, it's being used for these things. Uh, Mr. Dodaro, can you tell me? All right, so, so we all, you know you got to be stupid to think that one elementary school in Illinois got $5.1 billion. Okay, Robert, again, Robert, what we're seeing here, Robert, this is an attack on blackness. This is an attack on teaching people about the history of this country. These white conservatives have been losing their minds since the 1619 Project came out, and even before that, that's what's driving all of this. Well, you know, I find it ironic that Ron DeSantis wants to talk about this concept of uh, indoctrination in our educational system, because uh, as children, we learned, well, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. They don't mention that he killed and enslaved and genocided entire populations there, uh, bringing slaves back to Europe, because they want to indoctrinate you into the conceptualization of the heroic nature of white supremacy. We learned, well, And George we were indoctrinated that who chopped down the cherry tree? Yeah, yeah George Washington chopped down the cherry tree. Lie. He did not tell a lie, so he went to his father and told the truth. They don't mention he owned 300 slaves <laughs> and would not even release them upon his death because it's all part of, part of indoctrination. So my, my question is, how exactly is the determination made between accurate history and indoctrination when so much of what is in the American educational system and even in the AP programs is still political propaganda and indoctrination? When we talk about settling the wild, wild west, the cowboys were out there. They don't mention they were literally committing a genocide and murdering indigenous populations. When I was in uh, high school, our AP textbook still taught the la or the uh, 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 the Civil War as being part of the uh, kind of the great uh, Southern War secession and the War of Northern Aggression, and was showing both sides of the Civil War argument. How exactly do they make the determination against what about what exactly is history and what is indoctrination? So I'm going to try to answer your question at a macro level. I have a 15-year-old son who is taking AP classes in high school right now. He was flipping through that this morning at the breakfast table. We can trace our first African ancestor to Sapelo Island in Georgia, but we don't know where he came from on the continent. Yeah, before that. We don't know where he came from before that. When my son was flipping through there, he stopped on one page and he said, Dad, do you know the country in Africa where the most people who crossed the Atlantic as enslaved persons came from, it was Angola. Did you know that, Dad? I said, no, I didn't know that. He said, did you know that the, the second highest number came from Senegambia? I said, no, I didn't know that. This is a kid who spends his time playing video games. He was completely captivated by what he read as he was flipping through that. And I imagine if we get through this political maw and hundreds of thousands of students are actually able to sit for this course, they're going to have a similar level of excitement. And I do hope, Roland, 
that the people who are watching your show can keep their eye on that prize. Read the framework for yourself. Learn something and be excited about a fantastic course that isn't indoctrinating anybody. This is a course of empiricism and facts, but it is fascinating. And most people in this country know very little about what's between those 236 pages. Well, and, and, and I think to close this out, that, that really is uh, the goal. Uh, and that is, uh, we've all, every single one of us growing up, we've been sold a massive lie. And what they don't like is the fact that black um, historians now get a say-so. They don't like the fact that we now get to say, no, that's not how we should tell the story. Uh, and so what you're seeing, what you're seeing is this visceral reaction to us now getting to have a say. Uh, and, uh, you, know, you know, Paul Harvey used to always say, now the rest of the story. Uh, and so that's really what is angering them. Uh, they were so, they, were, they, they are triggered by the 1619 Project. They are triggered by uh, having African-Americans. I mean, understand, the first real book on Reconstruction wasn't even written until 60 years after Reconstruction. Everything in this country has been redefined through the prism of, frankly, white America. Uh, and so you got people running around going, oh, no, no, Robert Lee wanted those statues. When you have actual, in his own words, when he said, furl that flag because it, it, it was a treasonous flag. They don't want to deal with that. And so when you start telling the rest of the story, that's when they get upset. And that's really what Ron DeSantis is doing. Again, tell folks where they can actually go look at uh, this document themselves. They can go on the College Board website, www.collegeboard.org, and they can search for AP African American Studies. All right. I encourage you to read it and learn. It's a lot of fun. All right, Steve, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I appreciate you. Folks, a lot of controversy uh, in uh, Maryland. Miss Coppin State, uh, she's not black. People are upset. They've been bombarding uh, her with DMs. We'll talk to her next about her experience uh, as Miss Coppin State uh, and about her moving forward. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Network, back in a moment. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. chair take your seat the black tape with me dr greg carr here on the black star network every week we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in join the conversation only on the black star network i'm bill duke this is diola riddle and you're watching roland martin unfiltered stay woke Folks, there are 230,000 HBCU students in America. 20% of HBCU students are not African-American. In fact, you have uh, several, a majority of the students are not even black uh, in Kentucky, also Lincoln University uh, in Missouri. And so it's not unusual to see non-black students on HBCU campuses. Uh, Coppin State 
in Maryland. Oh, there's drama because the 91st Miss Coppin State is not African-American. Uh, when folks found out uh, that my next guest uh, became um, uh, Miss Coppin State, uh, her name is Kaylin Perez. She's an Army reservist, uh, has worked as editor of the Coppin Korean newspaper, as uh, a senior nursing student. Man, folks got really upset, have been uh, criticizing her, making a lot of comments online on social media, filling up her DMs as well. Uh, and so the university had to respond uh, to these attacks on her. Uh, this is the statement the university uh, put out. If y'all can pull it up, please. Um, y'all got it? Okay, well, uh, okay, we don't have, so, but uh, Kaylin also uh, posted some items on her uh, IG page. Pull it up, please. Uh, responding uh, to various folks. I'm just going to read a little bit of that before I uh, interview her. Uh, pull it up. Thank you very much. The past 24 hours have been overwhelming, a whirlpool of emotions. This is not the first time I have received so much hate for being the first Latina as Ms. Coppin. I just prayed I wouldn't continue to see those comments. It took a large toll on me last year when HBCU Buzz announced that I was the first Latina. The amount of DMs and comments on all social media platforms, including LinkedIn, addressing me in so many ways. I understand I am a non-black student serving as a student leader, and I completely respect everyone's opinion. I am not white, as many of you have assumed. I'm a proud first-generation Guatemalan-American. I'm a proud woman of color who has a passion of service. After seeing over 100,000 individuals viewing my story, over the 3,000 comments on different videos, and after receiving many uncomfortable DMs, many of you would like to know why I picked an HBCU over a PWI. You can read all of that on her Instagram page, but uh, Kaylin joins us right now on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Got, glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, so first, so first and foremost, uh, we picked up there. Why did you decide to attend an HBCU over going to a PWI? So for me, the most important thing was to be in a family-oriented environment. And when I came to Coppin State's orientation, I came to three of them. I was able to just connect with students here, talk to the faculty and the reigning king and queen at that time. They made me feel very inspired, ambitious, and it just drew me here now. Um, the, 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 and then, so then, so you're a student there, and then when did you decide to say, you know what, uh, I want to be Miss Coppin State? And for those who don't know, uh, it's a process, and so I take it you had to run for it. And who votes on Miss Coppin State? So we have the Royal Court, and the first time that I applied to be in Royal Court was my sophomore year, and I ran unopposed. Same thing with my junior year. However, your senior year, when you run for Miss Coppin, even if you don't have anyone who's running against you, you still have to campaign for a whole week and do a pageant where you'll be doing your speech, your talents, and a Q&A. And then the student body also has to vote. Made by Pfizer. Right now... Uh, I look like I lost your audio there. Say it again. You're still there? Yes, I'm still there. Got Can it. you hear me? So, okay. so you had to run. So who votes? Students? Students. Even if I do run unopposed, they still have to vote. And the judges, um, they were rate the pageant. So folks are upset that you became Miss Coppin State, but students elected you as Miss Coppin State. Yes, I've had their support ever since I've been here my freshman year. And my acts of service, my love for the community, they've seen it and they've supported me each step of the way. And they've encouraged me to run for Miss Coppin. And even though maybe I was scared, they were like, I think you should be Miss Coppin. The faculty said that as well. And I just took the step and here I am now. So did you receive the amount of hate on the royal court your sophomore and junior year, or was it until you became Miss Coppin State? 
it wasn't until I became Miss Coffin State. And what type of stuff uh, has been coming your way? What type of comments that you've had to deal with? So I've had several comments such as, I'm invading black students' spaces, a safe space created for them, that I am racist because I am taking a position that is uh, deserving for a black woman. I've been getting messages to go um, kill myself or whether to go hurt myself in some ways because they don't agree that I have this position. Okay, what's crazy here, you're not the first non-black person to be uh, a miss uh, or mister of an HBCU. Uh, there have been non-black drum majors at HBCUs. Uh, and so this is, not a, this is not a, I mean, you're the first at Coppin State, but it ain't the first at an HBCU. No. So I'm trying I, to, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, I've been in communication with some of the students at Jackson State, which is like the first Latino in the drum major and the first Latina in their dance team. And I've also talked to them, heard their stories. So it's not uncommon. And there's also other HBCU queens and kings who are non-black serving in past years. Several of them have actually reached out to me through social media, saying that they were the first Hispanic at their HBCU a few years ago. So it was very inspiring to hear their story as well. Uh, Scott, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's interesting listening to folks making, who will make these comments as if we haven't had uh, a first black Miss Alabama or Miss Texas A&M or whatever. Uh, and so folks would be pissed off as hell at white folks who were sending them racist comments. Uh, your uh, question or your comment? Just, just your, your critics are just really dumb people and you shouldn't listen to dumb people. I sit on the board of trustees for Morehouse College. We've had a white um, top academic student about five, 10 years ago and continue to have different races that go to Morehouse than Spelman and otherwise, because remember, a historical black college is just that. It's not historical blacks only college, right? It would be illegal. So these are traditional historical black colleges, but open to everyone, although at Morehouse, you gotta be a guy or Spelman, you gotta be a, a young lady. And so, you know, I congratulate you on uh, just your excellence in service and you know, being beautiful on the inside and outside. And, um, you know, you got to keep it moving. You got to keep moving past all of your critics because um, my mother used to say they criticize Jesus too. And so, you know, you're not doing much out here if you're not being criticized. So, but it's, you know, it, 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 make you make you better. Uh, but so, but the reality but, is it, it's, it's, it's quite hurtful, Kaylin, uh, to have folks who are, uh, who are constantly attacking you uh, when you simply ran and you were elected. Yes, yeah. it can be hurtful, but I just continue to reflect on why I am here, the God, the path that God has instilled in my heart, and to continue letting my light shine. And that's what has helped me be so optimistic throughout this time and to continue serving my community, my institution, and, of course, everyone here on campus. Rebecca? So, Caitlin, I want to say first congratulations for becoming the 91st Miss Coppin State. To get that honor, you had to demonstrate that you have a love and an appreciation for all things HBCU. And I guarantee you the majority of people who are talking to you online don't even support HBCU. So that's the first thing um, that, that I want to say. The second thing is, I, I, I talk about how I'm an old head millennial, but Roland claims I'm not really a millennial, but I'm in Gen X. So that's a whole nother conversation. And I would tell you, 
is that I grew up like in the middle of the whole digital thing. Ignore people online. Because if I listen to people online each time I talk, even on the Roland Martin show, I wouldn't be here. Like they even make fun of me for the my lipstick color choices. So you gotta ignore those people. Keep demonstrating your love of HBCUs. Um, they are among the finest institutions in our country. So you keep doing you and I applaud you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh Robert. Uh, absolutely. Congratulations on everything that you've done thus far and everything coming up. Uh, is this an opportunity maybe to uh, help educate the uh, the community about the historic ties between the African-American community and the Latino community, the work that Dr. King did with uh, Cesar Chavez, uh, the, uh, the decolonization struggles that existed in Central and South America versus the fight for civil rights here in the United States? We have more things in common than I think many people know. So maybe this is an opportunity to help educate people on what has come before and how we work together better going forward. Yes, most definitely. I feel like it's a very inclusive environment and diversity is amazing to just understand, to learn about each other's culture and to embrace that. I feel like it creates um, an open mindset. So I think it's very helpful. Well, uh, look, uh, there are so many people, again, who have no understanding of HBCUs, and the same people who are critical of you don't even realize you got a white, you got not, a lot of white, Latino, non-black administrators, you got folks who are teaching classes uh, who are not black. And so uh, I think a lot of people, in their minds, they have this idea that HBCUs are a complete, uh, uh, you know, oasis of blackness, and it's Wakanda. No, it's not. There are non-black people who are students, faculty, staff, and administrators on these campuses, and that's just reality. Uh, Kaylin, your final comment. Oh, I would like to thank you for having me on your show. It's an honor serving Coppin State as their Miss Coppin, and I will continue to serve with grace, with love, and letting my light shine throughout the community. Thank right. you. Well, uh, I have not been to Coppin State. I've been to uh, Morgan State. I've been to Bowie State. Uh, and so hopefully uh, I'll make it there and also uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. So maybe we'll cross paths there. Uh, good luck uh, this year's Miss Coppin State and take care. Thank you. You as well. All right, folks, got to go to break. We come back our Tech Talk segment uh, next on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Don't forget, download the Black Star Network app. Speaking of Tech Talk, uh, folks, our OTT app available on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. We're now on Amazon News. So when you we have Amazon Fire Stick, you simply go to Amazon News. You can actually pull us up right there with CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and the others. Soon, we're going to be on the other Amazon platforms as well. So look for the Black Star Network app. We are expanding. This is our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, fast streaming channel. Uh, so it's not just uh, seeing the shows. You can see the entire network. We'll be right back. Most people think Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire that these television shows that, that tell stories about who we are as black men, and then they paint these monolithic portraits of us, they think that they're being painted by white people. And I gotta tell you, there are a whole bunch of black folk right. that, are, that are the creators, right. the head writers, right. the directors of all of these shows, and that are still painting us as monoliths. The people don't really wanna have this conversation. No, they don't. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. An hour of living history with Dr. Richard Mariba Kelsey, thinker, builder, author, and one of the most important and impactful elders in the African-American community. He reflects on his full and rich life and shares his incomparable wisdom about our past, present, and future. African genius is, is, is saying that my uncle was a genius, my brother was a genius, my neighbor was a genius. I think we ought to drill that in ourselves and move ahead rather than believing that I got it. That's next on The Black Table, here on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Eric Nolan. I'm Shantae Moore. Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All 
right, folks. Uh, of course, every Wednesday we focus on Tech Talk, uh, our segment where we focus on African Americans who are operating in the tech industry. And so today uh, we're talking about uh, a new product that you can actually uh, tap into. You know, we always do our part to let you know about uh, these things that you may not actually heard about. Uh, and so uh, let's talk about, it's called the Metric Mate. That's right, folks, the Metric Mate. Now, have you ever had a trainer uh, who didn't know how to count? Yeah, you do that. Now they try to tell you, uh, no, it's on 10. No, fool, we already hit 14. Uh, and of course, uh, you forget how many reps you've done when you're working out as well. Well, three Morehouse graduates have created an app that can transform any strength training equipment into smart equipment. Metric Mate's patented training accountability partner technology, or TAP, uh, counts reps and sets and automatically analyzes workout metrics like calories burned, intensity, force power, and fatigue. The CEO is M.T. Strickland. He joins us now from uh, Maryland, excuse me, from Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. MT, glad to have you here. So how did y'all uh, come about? What happened? One of y'all was for forgetting uh, your reps, and he was like, man, we got to fix this thing. So what happened? No, literally, Roland. Appreciate you having me, and, and that's exactly what happened. This, this technology version from not remembering what we did in the gym the last time. So being able to carry a pen and pad around the gym or utilize some of the apps that make you do manual entry, they extend your workout. They make you not as focused as you should be. And we figured all being electrical engineers that there had to be a better way to do that. And so we came together, brought our minds together and metric mate was born from there. Uh, and so, um, so walk us through, how does it work as you're working out? So of course, so we have our tap sensor, which is right here. It's a, a sensor that you can plug into the actual equipment. You put it on the equipment. It's battery operated, so it works on not only your barbells and your dumbbells and your kettlebells, but we see here that we have a pin that's attached. So for all of your machines, you can replace that dumb pin with our smart pin, and from there, it tracks all of your information. Like you said, not only your reps and your sets, but your calories burned, your force exerted, your power generated, your range of motion, your muscular fatigue, all of these data points that high-caliber athletes use to make sure that they can hit their goals, we took it on ourselves to build something that can, everyday person can use to make sure that they hit their fitness goals and share that data to stay motivated. You can share it with your trainer, share social media, uh, get those likes, get those endorphins going so that the next time you go in the gym, you're excited about it instead of begrudging it like a lot of people do when they wake up. Uh, and, and so for some people, I, I've seen some folks when they work out, uh, they might have uh, their iPad there because they want a larger device when they're sitting here, uh, when they're sitting here um, uh, tracking it or they use their phone. Uh, and so you can use it for either one. Yep, you can use it for your iPad, you can use it for your phone. We're integrating into the, the smart watches now so that I know a lot of people don't actually like to take their device while they're working out. We give them the opportunity to connect with their, their smart watch. And now you can track that information and get that data analysis on the back end that makes it useful. All right, let's see here. Questions from our panelists. Let's see uh, who is the most in-shape person. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Ain't Robert. <laughs> it damn sure not Robert. Uh, it ain't Scott. So I'll, I'll, I'll go to Rebecca. It ain't you, Scott. I'm losing. Well, I appreciate that, Roland. Um, so this is what I'm trying to figure out. So what do I do with this thing? Even if I get data and I see it on my phone, how do I analyze it? Or does this thing or does this app 
um, let me know what I'm actually uh, what I'm actually viewing. No, exactly. The app would let you know. So we say that Metric Mate is a data analytics company, and that's what we do. We actually analyze that data, and our TAP technology allows us to be able to track that information and now get it into our application, which has proprietary algorithms to process it and then give you feedback on the back end to let you know how effective your workouts have been, how much more you should do, when you should go up in the weight that you're using. Uh, but the really key part is that we track your muscular endurance. And that's a data point that changes a lot faster than the scale, which a lot of people use as their metric for when they're working out. You go home, you look at the scale, you're like, yeah, I lost two pounds. And then you wake up in the morning, it's like, man, where'd those two pounds come back from? <laughs> <laughs> with your muscular endurance, that's something that changes consistently because before you can go up in the weight that you're using, you control the current weight that you're working out with a lot more effectively. Your pace gets faster, where you go or how many reps you can do before your muscles stop putting out as much power goes a lot longer. And so being able to come in and say, when I started, I started fatiguing at rep number five with 45 pounds. Now that I'm a month in, I'm starting to fatigue at rep 10. That's the type of metric that is sustainable. It stays with you, and you could track it a lot more effectively. So it's dummy proof. We try to make it that way. I mean, our, our experience in the past with manufacturing and, and working with people we did our best to try to make this as adaptable as possible. So it's easy to use, it's small, you can put it in your bag and take it wherever you go because everyone always has their smartphone. Uh, but then all you do is literally continue to do the same workouts that you've been doing. We don't change how you've been working out. We don't change how you interact with the equipment that you've been working out with. We just give you this small piece that allows you to now make that equipment more powerful, make that equipment smart. All right, Scott. As a fellow Morehouse man, I'm not surprised that three Morehouse men put this together. Seems like an excellent product. But my question has to do I, with I hope neither one of y'all are cappers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MT, any of y'all in the fraternity? I am. I'm a member of Omega Sci Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Sorry, Scott. Damn! 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 1911 love, baby. 1911 love. That's it's all, all right. You're not an alpha, but you know, you had to, you had to go somewhere. <laughs> My business partner is an alpha. Braxton Davis, the actually brain. Oh, God. He's, 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 he's a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Hold on. I love Omega Sci Fi. Ain't nobody your team captain. Sorry, Scott. Oh, damn. Maybe I can invest, but but here's my question about what's the distribution plan? Who's your target market? I know you all did Shark Tank. I don't know what happened there, but good, bad, or ugly, but who's your target market and what's the distribution plan? So our target market is looking at people between 25 and 45, the technologically advanced ages, but we see that in our, our, our marketing and our customer research that everybody really has a place 
in the metric mate family. So we have ways for everyone to be able to utilize it, whether it's for personal training or physical therapy, whether you're trying to gain more muscle and strength or you're trying to fit into that dress that you couldn't two months ago. We applied this type of technology to allow you to be able to do that. So though we have a target market in that segment, we see ourselves being effective for everybody. And the way we've been introducing this to our consumer, because we are, as of this year, as of that airing on Shark Tank, we are going direct to consumer with deliveries happening in Q4 of this year. Until then, we've been accessing our clients through personal trainers, through the gym facilities, which can give us the ability to be able to access a large mass of individuals in one place. And we've been seeing a lot of traction through them. People are excited about it. We have our leaderboards and our streaks, and we're giving out prizes for people who get the high scores on our power level, which is our proprietary score that takes in all of your fitness data. And now you have a power level that you can kind of monitor as you go up. And that's how we've been seeing a lot of good traction going from here. Yeah. All right, side chapter. Good stuff. Thank you. All right. The most out of shape person on our panel, Robert. <laughs> hey, one day we'll come to a race, Roland. Gonna be me and you running down uh, downtown in DC. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll work Robert, out. With Robert, you. you know damn well you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get a quarter of the block. Roll, I'm I'm smoking you. I'm, I'm telling you, it's gonna be gone. Like no, we'll, we'll have a we'll have to have a drone to find me because you used to be the start right, line. Right, you're gonna be so far behind me that drone will have to spot your ass back there. And the only way you're gonna stop me is pulling one of your guns out and shooting me. But that ain't gonna work in D.C. So you got to do that in Georgia. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I did have a question. You mentioned earlier that the, the app does not interfere with what workout you're doing, but is there a, a, a functionality where you can insert your workout routine into the app and then use that to track whether or not you're hitting the goals? Like if you're doing P90X or if you're doing uh, uh, Max OT or something so that you can make uh, so that you can see how well you did compared to what you were pre- uh, trying to do and a particular workout plan. Of course. So what we actually utilize is a service that we have called our TAP assessment, Training Accountability Partner Assessment. And that's a five exercise workout that takes about 15 minutes. And what that allows is for you to do your P90X, do your HIT workout as you normally do, and then go in and take this 15-minute assessment and it tracks your actual progress over time. So we compare it to the presidential fitness test that a lot of people used to take. I might be aging myself talking about that, but that was the metric back in the day for the general public. We developed this TAP assessment that gives you that data, gives you your power level score so you can track yourself over time, no matter if you swim, you bike, you run, you you do golf, you can still go in, take this 15-minute assessment, and then you can know how well that workout regimen is affecting your overall fitness. Uh, hold, uh, hold up. So you can do this with golf? You, you can utilize our technology to track how well that golf routine, if you do 18 or if you do 9, how that's making you better in your endurance and your power, in your work, all of that information we can track through our assessment. Got it. All right. So, uh, and I think, so I, I, I think y'all supposed to be sending us one of those 
and so uh, I will test it out. Uh, I, I like to walk 18 holes, and so uh, we'll try that, and we'll definitely let you know how it goes. MT, we surely appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. Uh, next time, have your alpha partner on the show that the alpha host. I just want to let you know. Uh, but but I, I but but I, I but I'll tolerate. But again, remember, look, it, all of y'all are children of alpha, so it's all good. Hey y'all, metric mate. Shout out to the Prime chapter. That's my chapter. So we love y'all. Get them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. MT, thanks a lot. Thank y'all. Appreciate it, Scott. You know, bow down, damn it, bow down. All right, Rebecca, Robert, Scott, Robert, Scott, don't even start. You know better. You know who your daddy is. You know, you know, you know, you know who your daddy is. And remember, Anthony, switch to camera seven. Scott, always remember, kiss the ring. Always kiss, <laughs> always kiss the ring. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out. Um, don't forget, we're going to be at Daytona Beach on Friday, Bethune Cookman Town Hall, Hope Fellowship Church, 869 Derbyshire Road. Doors open at 5 p.m. We want all students, faculty, staff, alumni, community to come on out. So please, we'll see you on Friday, Daytona Beach. Download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America making white folks lose their minds. And of course, vote for us for the Image Awards. Vote.nwcbimageawards.net. I'll see you tomorrow. Holla! I'm real uh, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Rollins. Hey, Black, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape. With me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show, Get Wealthy, focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you, but you absolutely need to know. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.